Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. I am Randy. I am joined by my guy, Tron Carter, Mr. TC. Good day, sir. How are you? Good day, sir. Got the garage door open. I am, uh, it's 71 degrees and not a cloud in the sky here in Jack's Beach. Those best days of the year in Jack's Beach, in my opinion. That's wonderful. Uh, We have a fun Fun, robust agenda for everybody. We'll get into that. But before I do, I want to thank a new sponsor of the Trap Draw, but certainly somebody we are intimately familiar with. That is Holderness and Born. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Holderness and Born. And TC, let's talk about their polo shirts for a second. Yes, the fit and fabrics are on point, but H&B really changed the game with the collar on their shirts. You can pick out an H&B collar from across the driving range. Why is that, TC? Uh, it, well, you know what? First of all, I'm wearing one right now as I wear one pretty much every day. Uh, it's the Abbott shirt, the Maxwell, the Perkins, the, the McDonald. It's like literally all I wear. I wear them with shorts, pants, whatever. Uh, you can pick out an H&B collar across the driving range. Why? Because it has premium interfacing, big Hidden collar stays and an English cut that is modern but not too aggressive. I thought that was I, yeah. I thought that was an English cut. I that's that's good to know that my instincts were correct there. Are you are you anti English cut? Because you know you're kind of anti English golfers. Team Rose won this week. No, listen. I think if the English golfed as well as they made shirts, it, it would be an English dominated game. I, I would never besmirch English uh, fashion or tailoring, if you will. Yeah, I, I personally think these collars make you look look uh, stately, elegant, polished, put together. Uh, it frames your face. It's great for me as as a as a bald guy to kind of you know have that to to really frame up my my gorgeous dome. Um, and yeah, it, it does stay sharp all year long. Like I've got H and B shirts from I don't know four, five, six years ago. Like we've been working with them literally since the beginning of our company and the beginning of their company, and they've kind of grown right along with us. And it's, it's one of those things where I don't think like, we've always kind of told them like, yo, you don't ever need to advertise with us because we just wear your stuff and like stock it in our shop anyway, but they're kind of insisting. And so I'm happy to support them They're They've been just the best partner we've, we've ever had. And I, uh, yeah, go to, go to H and B golf.com or sorry, hbgolf.com NLU 15 for 15% off your next order. Uh, I, again, I can't say enough good things, whether it's the Ward sweater or the, the Betts pullover, um, you know, like, like I buy stuff that's not logoed up so I can wear it to, you know, church or a nice dinner or whatever. And then I got all my logo stuff for the golf course and, you know, it's just the best stuff. I love it. It, it, it is. I, I will echo that. I will just add, I think the, the biggest thrill that I've experienced over the last several years is just how many... Uh, golf shops I now see H&B apparel in which is to your point we had started working with them when when we were getting going and they were getting going and to see the success and the penetration into golf clubs 
really everywhere, certainly in the United States, it's it's wonderful. So very excited. Uh, we thank H&B. Again, check them out, hbgolf.com. And as TC said, NLU15 for 15% off your next order. Um, TC, ha- have a voicemail I want to play for you right off the top. I think it's an important Please. one. Hey, guys. This is Zach from Minneapolis. First time, long time. Actually started listening uh, when you guys would just do previews of the cities that the tour was playing at. Um, just been very impressed with what you guys have done with the pod since. Um, I do Thanks, worry, man. though, you've gotten a little big for your britches. I noticed that oh. uh, you no longer thank Mr. Jeezy ever. Wow. And I'm just wondering if there was some type of a fallout or um, if we've simply lost sight of that fact. So I would like you to touch on that if you have time. Thanks. That's, that's you know what? Hand up there. I know. Hand up. That's a that's a mea culpa. Uh, I just realized the other day that uh, I wasn't following Jeezy on the gram. Mm. I had to go follow Jeezy on the gram. I, yeah. It, to your point, Zach, you're absolutely right. And th- there has been no falling out. I think, TC, honestly, this is probably you and I, you know, getting too big for our britches. So let's start thanking Mr. Jeezy again. I'll, I'll thank him right now. Thank you, Mr. Jeezy. Uh, TC, did you see, I think he played a concert with the Atlanta Symphony, I saw. He did. That was what actually popped up on my feet. Yeah. I was like, how am I not following Jeezy? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. God, I would have loved to have gone to that. It's like, dude, I love shit like that. I love when symphonies play with, like, um, Metallica S&M, mm-hmm. when they play with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. One of my favorite albums of all time. It's awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, well, some more housekeeping stuff. Very polarizing NFL episode last week. Uh, I mean, TC, nothing, <laughs> nothing chumps the water like NFL QB rankings. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, first of all, we just got to gotta throw some more shade at Steven Ruiz. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of Eagles fans coming at us, Chiefs fans coming at us, everybody's coming at us. There's no, there's no winners in this situation. No, no winners, only losers. Um, Got a lot of voicemails, as you might imagine. So let's let's dig into these. We're gonna start with Leo in Philly. Hey, Leo from Philly here. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> thank God, thank God, we have KVV. I mean, hurts not being top ten. I put him in my top ten for KVV. Jesus, mm. I, I I put him in my top ten. Anyway, did I not? Uh, yeah. Maybe I think TC. Are you? This might be apology time from Leo in Philly. I think you did have him in your top 10, didn't you? Uh, he, he was on my list in my top 10, unless I added something else in, or which very well could be the case. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted right now, though. Uh, okay, well, let's keep going. We Many more people calling about Jalen Hurts. Here's, here's another one. Randy, I, I had to call again, man. Uh, Pete from Jersey. It's, Hi, Pete. Your quarterback Neil's father-in-law. is atrocious, man. You, you, you think Daniel Jones, Lamar, who is just injury-prone to no end, Stinky Dak are better than Jalen Hurts? You, you don't even have Hurts in your top ten? He's number five or six on the list at worst. I'll give you, you know, no. Mahomes. I'll give you Burrow. Burrow is good. I that's, still think he's going to have a better overall career, <laughs> but, you know, I'm a Philly guy. Pete really reaching but across the I'll aisle. I'll give you that. I'll give you Allen. But after that, man, I mean, it's just 
whew, just not even putting him in top 10 is painful. Randy, you put Dak in your top 10? I, TC, I did. I mentioned him. I Honestly, I ranked seven, and then after that, I had no idea what to do. It was it was take it was seven, and then everybody else was tied for eighth. Yes, it was right? take Daniel Jones. It was take Dak. It was take Geno. I mean, sure, you can Milovic. throw Hurts in there. Rank them however you want. I I don't care. The whole point is I don't know how good Jalen Hurts is. No, nobody does. Nobody. That's, that's the issue. It's impossible. And and the the best case I've heard for him is intangibles and leadership, and I do believe in that stuff. But I, I guess I just got to watch. You know, seventeen Eagles games next year to really well. Well, KVV's been getting on me like you didn't watch enough Eagles games. I watched them like against the Jags this year. I watched them against on Christmas Eve. I watched like four Eagles games. Like I feel like I watched a decent sample size. Um, and you know, KVV then said, "Well, like it's not like this system that they're in is is all that great." So, you know, I'm willing to, but it's a big dick offensive line, man. Like and and wep- weaponry galore. I, yes. I mean, Carson Wentz at one time, until he got injured, was going to win the MVP behind Lane Johnson, behind uh, Jason Kelsey. I, I don't think that can be discounted. And that and now they have that massive, massive dude that they that they drafted in the seventh round, the, the Australian or Kiwi guy. Mm-hmm. It's a he's a fucking freak. And that's like it's it's wonderful. Like the Eagles could win a, a Super Bowl without, like, uh, in my opinion, without an elite quarterback, which kind of flies in the face of everything we've been told in the NFL for the last several years. Um, I don't know. Here, here's another one. Hey, guys. Cam in Cleveland here. First time, long time. I got to do a full podcast Mia culpa on the NFL chop session here. <laughs> I mean, Burrow's great. <laughs> Unequivocally, the second best quarterback in the league. But the entire slurp fest that went down was just absolutely shameful. The man threw two interceptions in the AFC Championship game, and not one person even mentioned it. KVV mentioning that he would take Burrow over Mahomes because of the injury risk? What? Burrow's the one who missed the season because he blew out his knee and he can't stop getting hit in the pocket. Mahomes played through injury on one leg and played a better game than Burrow. I mean, guys, come on. Let's just pump the brakes here for a quick second and live in reality. We can Come talk on, about how Cam. great Burrow is without having to use all the hyperbole. Come on. Cam, Cam needs to get his own house in order up in Cleveland. Cam, that house is on fire up there. <laughs> Stefanski and the gang. And I will say, I will say, PFF graded Burrow higher in the AFC Championship game than Mahomes. Which I think you, you you always use PFF as like it's such a great like, data point. It's how Solly data golf. In our, it's uh, such a boogeyman. Like you're, yeah. you you vilify them, and then as soon as they give you something, just a little nugget yeah. to work with. No, like it's beautiful. All, you're always all over. I it. use them when I want to, and then I yeah. I dis, discard them when I don't. Uh, here here's the here's the voicemail though. TC, <laughs> one more here on the quarterbacks. Gentlemen, Tim from Virginia here. Just requesting a mea culpa, old time spent on Stinky Dak, Fields, even Daniel Jones, and not even a mention Vic. of my t- guy, two glove, Kenny Pickett, winning season, patchwork line, four game winning comebacks. Love to hear the guy's thoughts of potentially the best rookie quarterback of the class. Thanks for doing what you do. Love listening. Have a great day. 
Randy, are we sure that wasn't Ryan Burr from from Orlando? <laughs> Potentially the best rookie quarterback. Like, who's he? I, I well, I guess Purdy. I was like, who's he competing against? The, the, this was an awful quarterback class. Um, yeah, I, I, not good. I do want to point out Kenny Pickett. Uh, tough to crack my top ten when you finish with a seventy-six quarterback ranking and more interceptions <laughs> than touchdowns. And and you have elite weaponry as well. Yeah, you know he's got great weaponry. Um, yeah, that's tough. Um, well, TC, how, where are we settling for the Super Bowl? Who oh. who who do you want to win? Who do you think's going to win? Do you even want to watch the game? What what is this? We're Sunday having a party. Like? We're having Freddie's birthday party. A couple weeks late, but he wanted to have it on Super Bowl Sunday. We're doing like a 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. party. He's got like a video game truck coming, and they'll just go in the thing and play video games, and then we'll probably just drink drink beers and high noons out in the in the yard, <laughs> heat the pool up. Uh, I'm just like I'm not excited at all, man. It's just I, I, I like I don't like the Super Bowl to begin with, right? I think I think AFC NFC Championship weekend, divisional round, those are far superior football watching. Weekends. I agree. It should be should be holidays. Yeah, like I, like the Super Bowl is an afterthought, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. It's tough for me. I'm I'm planning honestly. I'm planning to go skiing this Sunday. My thought is hopefully it's a every, great day to go skiing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my hope. Hopefully everybody's at a Super Bowl party. Uh, traffic on I seventy won't be bad. Traffic on the slopes won't be bad. So we'll see. But I I think I might not even watch. Um, I picked the Chiefs in our DraftKings weekly pick, so I guess I'll root for them. I'm, I'm so torn between, like, I want the Chiefs to expose Jalen Hurts for the, the selfish satisfaction of being able to gloat about that, but then I also hate Mahomes and the Chiefs, so I kind of hope the Eagles bury them. It's it's a tough spot for yeah. me. I, I'm, I think I'm rooting for the Eagles. I like Andy Reid, but I just, I don't know. I'm just tired of the Chiefs. Yeah. Tired of them. Well, here's so. here was a good voicemail. This this will um, this ties into the party you're going to throw, TC. What's up, TC and Big? We've got Super Bowl parties upcoming, coming up on the end of tailgate football season. What's the one dish that you would love to see not show up to your party? Maybe it's a even an item on a charcuterie board or a dip you can't stand. Let me know. It's a great question. Deviled eggs. You don't like deviled eggs? Oh God! Oh, I love deviled eggs. I've dude. never, I've never tried a deviled egg, but just watching my mom make them, and I, I'm deviled eggs are delightful. I've got a weird thing. I've never had a hard boiled egg. Texture. Yeah. You got a, you got an egg thing going on between, between not knowing how to cook them. Yeah. And you know these are cooked for you, and you still don't like them. Yeah. You like poached eggs? No, I've never had a Benedict. I just, yeah, there's something weird about eggs. I need them in a very specific. Uh, Is it the yolk or the? No, the because I can eat a runny egg. Like I, like you know, over easy, sunny side up. It's fine. Have a little bacon or something to kind of work the the yolk with. It's it's that like, I don't know. It's I I don't. It's weird. It's a me thing. I don't know how to explain it. Huh. Sorry, my dog's going nuts. I think I, th- I think the mailman's here. That's all right. Are you guys going to make any Cincinnati Skyline Chili Dip for the party? Always. Always make Skyline Chili Dip. I'm not a big bean guy. I don't love beans. God damn it. Pepper. Julius Peppers is going nuts. <laughs> Peppers, enough. 
Stop. <laughs> Enough. He's God. He like Alex is over in Tallahassee for the night for yeah. like a recruiting event, and the dog has been shitting nonstop Whoa. for like the last like sixteen hours. He's got some sort of stomach bug. That's so. tough. It's not good. He came back from 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 obedience school a couple weeks ago. He's the perfect gentleman now. <sighs> Sorry, the pool guy's here. Oh, well, that's good. Peppers is, you know, Peppers is warning you of uh, of strangers. For sure, for sure. Maybe a little bit too much. It barks at me every night when I come to bed. It's uh, <laughs> so. Well, Godspeed to you. Uh, what else is going on, TC? We, we had a great week. We welcomed KVV to the squad. I thought it was um, I thought it was a wonderful rollout. Really enjoyed his first couple blog posts, really. I uh, hope, hope folks have got a chance to peruse those. You can go to our website, www.nolayingup.com to see those we've we've had this website and we really haven't done much with it for like five or six years so <laughs> god we yeah. just forgot we had a website yeah um it, but it's nice to have kvv in the fold we're sending him to riviera the week after this um so he's gonna have a lot of good stuff hopefully from uh from one of our favorite tournaments of the year amen i'm excited to set him loose on some non-golf stuff too yeah, you know, as the calendar gets going, so uh, big. A lot of people, a lot of people up in arms about Poosh, just in general, Mister Poosh. Uh, yeah, folks were like, hey, you know, we see KVV joining the squad. You know, is is perhaps Mister Poosh is next? We actually got a couple voicemails here. Let me play one for you. Hey guys, Wesley here, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Well, really second, but I didn't get through last time. All good. Um, with the recent announcement of KVV becoming the editorial director of No Laying Up, I think I speak for many of us, we're stoked about that news. Is there an announcement coming that Hoosh is going to be director of Good Vibes and director of Terrible, Terrible, Awful Sports Picks? Is that coming soon, too? Thanks, guys. I mean, I feel like Poosh is, Poosh is needlessly antagonizing our listeners by calling them trap stoolies. Oh, Somebody was pissed about that, TC. <laughs> let me let me play that voicemail for you. Hey, trying it again. Uh, sleepless Bengal in Seattle. My big issue is being called a trap stoolie. Uh, I never listened to Iration once before, and guess what? Not going to listen to him now. Oh, Poosh. If only all of our lives could be as easy as yours, gliding from fandom to fandom. I hope one day you find the ability to root for a team that gives you some moral fiber and character. Go Bengals. <laughs> Poor Poosh. Poor Mr. Poosh. You know, he does have it pretty easy. He just, you know, he's got his feet in the sand every day. He's just... he, was, he, was chirping, he was chirping at uh, Man City fans today after they got pinched for cheating. Somebody, somebody clapped back, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty rich coming from a Kansas Jayhawks basketball <laughs> fan. That's wonderful. I will say this. Everybody should listen to Iration. It's, it's, it's very fun, easy listening, and they just announced a big tour for this summer. Go see them. Uh, I, I promise you'll have a good time. And you can yell at Poosh about how bad his sports takes are. Amen. He'll- Amen. By the way, do you see you see the Niners are, are – they're – they hired Steve Wilkes. I did. I just saw that. I think that's good. I think that's a good hire for him. It's a great hire. Shani Shani crushes hires. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Yeah. 
Well, and it's also nice once you get that flywheel going, people just want to come work yeah. for you too. Exactly. Uh, I thought Vic was for sure coming to town, but Steve Wilkes, I'll take him. I know. I saw my guy Lou Anarumo is a finalist, I believe, with Mike Kafka for the Cardinals job. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, it was those two and what Flores, but Flores is going to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. Yeah, Sweet Lou. Yeah, we'll see what Sweet Lou does. Uh, TC, we got a voicemail directed at you, and I think it's a, a very important voicemail. Let me play that for you. Fantastic, Mr. Fox here, longtime listener. I uh, just got to say the concerning data out of um, youth basketball and potential a potential ball stopper situation is really concerning. It's quite at the age that um, I think we're referring to here. Uh, it's it's time to stop the Trey Youngs of the world early, weed them out of the systems, and figure it out. So whether that's going to be an uncle's duty or the duty of Tron himself, I think we need this addressed immediately on the next trap draw. Thanks and goodbye. TC, people... People are worried Freddie might be a ball stopper. I'm worried Freddie's a ball stopper, but I think it's going to solve itself because I don't think Freddie really likes basketball. Like, <laughs> all he wants to do is play football. He's like, Dad, I like. I was like, do you like basketball, Freddie? He's like, I, I like it a little bit, but not a lot bit. I'd, I'd rather play football. When does football start again? And then like he he scored a basket the other day, and then he did the gritty the entire way, oh. way back down the court. That's all he does. All he, like he him and his friends. All they do is do the gritty. All day. It's that, unbelievable. That's how my nephews are. Yeah, it's incredible. It's. Uh, but they, you know what? They Last week's game, last Saturday, they ran into a team of six-year-olds, which I don't know why this team of six-year-olds is in the league at all, but uh, they're like four inches taller than everybody, and just they beat the shit out of them. It was actually like really refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, they, they, like the kids play two quarters, and they sit two quarters yeah. or whatever. Freddie was just sitting so glumly and depressed over on the bench. He hates losing. So it was a great experience for him. That's I, Well, I like his competitiveness. I, I love that. Hey, how's how's Goodbar's team doing? I, You know what? I should have Goodbar call in for an update. I know they've won some games. I, I Candidly, I don't know what their record is. But I know he has not been ejected from any more basketball games. Uh, I will I will get an update, though, for you for, for our next conversation. We got to get, like, Peg... Yeah, the both both of our mom pegs, uh, and uh, the franchise and Chuck and Good Bar. We got to get them all calling in, leaving voicemails. And I'm shocked THG hasn't left us a voicemail yet. Well, I mean, he needs to defend himself. He needs to come on again and and stand for his his good name because Tim Ream continues to just shit all over him. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, we did get a rush pros rush oh. probst update. Let me play that for you, TC. Um, Tron, Randy, uh, this is Magic Jeff from Atlanta. Uh, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> long time, but first time. Just wanted to, uh, touch up on the, uh, to clear the air on the, uh, Rush Pro info you guys just dropped. Um, I, Tron, I think you might have confused why Rush or a coach, excuse me, CRP had been fired the first time, or maybe the second time, and at least in Georgia. The first time at Colquitt, he was giving, um, from what I understand, prescription painkillers without a prescription to kids in the locker room at halftime. Um, <laughs> I'm just so, you know, he had to regroup in 2019. Feldosta took a chance on him. You know, Title Town USA, a lot of people don't realize that it was the runner-up to Permian for the Friday Night Light story. But that aside, um, you know, Coach started winning. Um, 
he turned around a story program that had kind of fallen on hard times to Lowndes, their rival. And I think uh, the player who ended up going to Miami, Jake uh, something, can't yeah. remember his last name right now, um, he basically was caught on tape saying that he needed funny money from the booster club to pay rent for this kid's apartment. The kid moved from California to Valdosta and uh, during COVID because I think California locked down, and he wanted funny money. So I hope that clears the air. Um, and I wish all the best to Coach uh, in Alabama. You know, it's great that he's taking it back to the Genesis. I'm not sure which family – uh, Kusa Christians associated with, but um, yeah, just wanted to clear there on that. Thanks for all you guys do. Um, I'll keep monitoring this situation as well. Probe said the whole thing where he uh he was caught on a hot mic talking about like saving laundering money through right. Alabama State Troopers. <laughs> like yeah, the, yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, Magic Jeff's one of Neil's buddies from high school. He's become a good buddy of mine. Uh, he's also our YSL correspondent as well so oh well i was gonna say yeah. magic magic jeff love the handle <laughs> call back anytime fantastic mr fox too love guys i know rome or our, our guy jim rome discourages self-glossing but please give yourself nicknames they they i mean two wonderful ones today amen amen uh well tc before we dive into the rest of the agenda i wanted to give you ample space. I believe we have a very important update that you need to share with the folks. Yeah. Uh, this was probably, what, a month and a half ago now? We're, we're talking about what our favorite pasta is, like your favorite shape of pasta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I said fusilli, and I, I'd like to take that back. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I don't know. It's just... Or, like, did I say fusilli? I don't even know what I said. I don't know if I said, like, bow ties or something. I remember being disappointed with whatever you said. You know, like, I thought about it. I like fusilli slash rotini. They're two different things. But, you know, fusilli is actually, like, different pieces of pasta tied together and rolled up. But rotini is, like, the little spiral ones. I thought about that for a long time because those, I really like eating, like, bolognese. Where it's got, Mm -hmm. like, the, you know, like, Rayo's bolognese sauce is just, the goat. Um, but I'm going to go with thick, thick spaghetti, just thick, like good quality spaghetti. Gotta be yeah. thick though. I'm with you. I overthought it. You know, I'll even throw out TC. I'm a big fan of angel hair. Angel hair is great too. So I just, ca- I just case oh, closed. Yeah. I love the noodle. There you have it. Nudes. Well, well, TC, thank you very much for that for that update. I know people uh, were were really wondering about that, so I, I appreciate you, you know, coming back, circling around on that on that topic for us. Important, um, important issues, Randy. Yes. Next week, last kind of housekeeping item. Next week's going to be an episode with with Cody and Neil. They're back in the booth. So excited to hear them. I think those two have great chemistry. Uh, certainly, if you want to. Leave questions or comments on the listener line for them. They have access as well. Uh, and then, TC, I believe you and I will be back for a chop session the week after. So nice little nice little routine we're, we're getting into here. Love it. A little cadence action. Yeah. We, we haven't touched on, you know, sometimes we talk about stuff we've read or watched or drank or eaten or cooked. Anything anything from any of the above that, that you want to shout out? Um. I think 
I've been I've been making uh, trumpet mushrooms like two or three times a week. And they're, help me with that. I have no idea. They're just like tr- there's certain kind of mushrooms. You, you cut them long ways. I throw them in a pan with like some butter, like brown some butter, and then do a little bit of like paprika and cinnamon, and it's just a really good like winter dish. You make it with duck or chicken or pork or you know saute some spinach up. But trumpet mushrooms, I, and then I, I throw a little bit of uh, some pomegranate seeds. Big pomegranate seed guy to kind of brighten up the dish. Make some couscous. You got yourself a damn good meal. I've been making that once or twice a week. Trumpet mushrooms as a side. I've been making those probably two or three times a week. And then I've been doing uh, uh, just a lot of lettuce wraps lately too, Randy. Like you know, just basically uh, marinate some steak in like some Korean marinade, and then just just get some bean sprouts and uh, you know just cook the steak up. Cook some some mushrooms up. Get a bunch of kimchi and just let Freddie go to town. It's great. Where do you where do you get ideas for stuff to make? Honestly, I had this craving like ever since I got back from Korea. Like it was some it was like the best food I've ever had, and I can't like there's no like you can't find anywhere to like cook steak on your table in the states. Like the you know health codes and like building codes just don't work like that really. So. I've just been trying to like recreate these dishes myself and they're nothing like, but it's, I'm just trying to like recreate the flavors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, it, but it's all comes from like a craving of just like, I'm, I've been craving, you know, Korean, Korean steak and lettuce wraps that we had in, in, in Wanju. I love it. I love it. Um, I ate at a Vietnamese place last night. I, I yeah? thought about you. Yeah. <sighs> the fo, the faux house here in Denver. How was it? It was good. Although I didn't get pho. I got like a okay. noodle bowl with yeah. um with like a, chicken. Like a vermicelli? Exactly. Well, That's okay. exactly right. Love, I love vermicelli. Yeah. I love the way that Vietnamese uh prepare their beef and or just like all their meats. It's like so thinly sliced. The knife yeah. work on Vietnamese food is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um and the only other thing I was going to mention, I know it's hot in the streets right now. You haven't been watching the HBO show The Last of Us, have you? I haven't. I need to catch up. I haven't really watched TV in like the last month or so. Uh, yeah, I was a little dubious just because it's, one, it was a video game, which immediately I was like, eh, I don't know. And then, It's a video game? Like what, yeah. like, what do you mean? They've made a TV show from a video game. It was like, a, I think like a role player game, I want to say. Yeah. And it had this, like, obviously this story, and they've, like, taken the story and uh, made it into a TV show. Anyway, it's, like, post-apocalyptic zombies, but it's it's good. It's, like, good in the ways that HBO shows are good, right? It's yeah. it's well shot, good dialogue. Different. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I've been impressed. So it's been scratching the itch. Uh, succession starts towards know, the end of I'm March. Excited. Which will be the next big one, but yeah, I honestly I don't know. Really, my biggest fallout has been, you know, like this Sunday. I, I'm not going to know what to do on Sundays. I, I kind of been orienting the last several months around like Bengals games on Sundays, yeah. and now I don't have that anymore, which is you know it feels like a loss right now. Randy, just think about like, all right, you have that hole for the Bengals. I have that hole for like five or six different teams, man. I. 
You know, imagine how big that hole is for me. I know. I, I could only imagine. You're right. I never even thought about it in that term. <laughs> I should be thankful. Thank you, TC. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. Exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, let's get into today's show is going to be heavy, current events, lots of stuff to monitor. We got some sports quick hitters in there. But the story of the week, I mean, we absolutely have to start with the uh, the Chinese spy balloon here. It was the best. I mean, as soon as Cody brought this to our attention, I was, I was wrapped by it. Uh, what an incredible, incredible story. Uh, this is going to be one we're going to be in December of, of this year, and we're going to look back and be like, do you remember that spy balloon thing for, you know, like half a week? It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember. Um, it's, got, it's, it's got all the ingredients. It's got, you know, kind of geopolitical drama. You've got the military-industrial complex. You've got... You've got tracking accounts. You've got, you know, shades of balloon boy hearkening back to, uh, you know, how I'm not even sure how long ago that was, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, very memeable. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic. And then one of my favorite parts was you had all the wackos coming out that were <laughs> like, oh, I'm, you want me to shoot this down? I'm going to shoot it down. You know who's ready? I got I got my rifle. I got my pistol. I'm a, I'm a gun-toting American. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring this Chinese spy balloon down. It's like yo, Which, it's at it's at sixty thousand feet. I'm not, I'm not sure you're getting there, dog. Also, th- those bullets come down somewhere too, don't they? Presumably, like when you shoot a bullet in the sky. I think it comes down. So <laughs> it's tough. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, what? I was a little bit. Dis- I was I was disappointed they waited to. To, to shoot it down until it got over sea. I guess they're having trouble recovering it now because of high seas mm. out there, which feels like it could have been avoided when it flew over, you know, some of the most sparsely populated areas of, of our country yeah. uh, for, you know, a vast majority of, of its trip. Uh, I do love that it ended up in Myrtle Beach. Feels feels fitting, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a place that you, that you know, near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just I don't know. I, 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 like it just sends the wrong message that the, that you can you can fly something over our country like that, and, you know, over Canada too. Canada didn't do shit either, so you know, up over the Arctic. I think you said in one of our texts. I mean, the Arctic's about to get yeah, really we're interesting. monitoring the Arctic. The Arctic's yeah. about to start popping off over the next couple of years in a yeah. big way. Submarines, shipping lanes, all sorts of sh- you know, just trying to claim territory up there mineral you know rare earth minerals oil deposits you know icbm locations all sorts of crazy shit mm. um uh, tc you gotta tell me what, what was going on at the austin airport this oh week. my gosh randy uh almost like a massive air disaster uh fedex flight was coming in uh to to atx uh, Austin Bergstrom International Airport. Great Southwest. airport, might I add. I think I said that previously. Wonderful Great airport, airport, but it's like they didn't build it big enough. It's already like like they're already running out of room, and they've got that auxiliary terminal over there for all the shitty airlines. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't go in that. I didn't go in that <laughs> terminal. But, no, they've got they got great great food and beverage in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, like Texas on the whole, I mean, DFW is a disgrace, but, like, Texas on the whole between – I like most eighty percent of IAH now, and Love Field, mm-hmm. and Austin, San Antonio, like good airports. 
you know, props to Texas for that. But yeah, this uh, Southwest flight was taking off at almost the exact same time. The FedEx flight almost landed on top of the Southwest plane. Uh, it seems to be air traffic controls fault. Maybe our guy can call back in and, and, and let us yeah. know. Um, Cause it, I, it sounded like the FedEx pilot caught it. Like they were like 70, 70 to a hundred feet apart. And like they were right above them and, FedEx pilot called, you know, told him to abort, you know, like basically called over to the Southwest flight. It was crazy. Like there would be a massive investigation. I guess something else happened a couple days ago at, in Chicago as well that involved an American flight too. So, um, you know, got that going on, which I think is interesting because you got starting, you know, with the pilot shortage, you're starting to get legislation poking around and, and regulators talking about, you know, one pilot in the cockpit instead of two pilots in the cockpit with all the automation that they have now. And I don't, I don't so. like that. Let me get out. Let me get out ahead of that. Don't, don't like that. You remember that really unfortunate German pilot that took control of the, the cockpit when his co-pilot yeah. stepped out. That's God, that's on my mind all the time now. Yeah. Um, and then in other aviation news, the last Boeing 747, freighter for uh atlas air left the factory recently uh new york times had a good write-up on it as did a bunch of other publications it's just such a majestic majestic uh you know piece of engineering did still you to have, this day have you flown never you been on a 747 okay i've been on the a380 you know half a dozen times but never the 747 i've always wanted to like fly up top in the hump on the 747 what what are the double decker planes anymore? Just the seven forty seven and the A three eighty. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then the the A three forty, which is like a kind of a shitbox Airbus. It's like a Ford engine Airbus that that, that doesn't have. Uh, it's like super long, but it, it it doesn't have a top deck. That one has below deck uh, lavatories. So you go down a, a flight of stairs in one spot to get. There's like four four or five lavatories down there. To create more room for for seating up top. We always joke. I think we got to try to find a double decker to fly to Singapore and do a live trap draw, and then we'll just fly home. We should, but you know what? Like, I feel like on the A three eighty though, like the double decker is just like it just feels like you're on a regular plane. Okay, you know what I mean? Where yeah. like there's not really a whole lot of connectivity between the upper deck and the lower deck. Oh, okay. And it's just like a big, heavy airplane. Whereas I feel like I feel like the seven forty sevens flies like it's a really, you know, at least the newer ones from what I've heard just fly like a a dream. So I mean, yeah, we we do need to go to 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 Singapore and record a trap draw from there. <laughs> um, well, the only other I think the only other piece of flight news today that on our agenda uh the delta crown room starting to deny some people hell yeah including uh, mr riggs from barstool yeah he was incredulous he thought he thought being like a like a gold medallion and like a you know amex gold like a you know delta amex card holder got him in nah dog like (laughs) doesn't work like that back of the line yeah uh yeah like back of back of like the other line i don't even think you can pay to get in anymore like you used to be able to like pay a day pay a day fee i don't even think you can do that anymore but 
But like, which like, by the way, like, I don't know. He travels a lot. Like, why, like get your points and your, and your status and your credit card situation dialed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. TC. God, this Dallas zoo situation. <laughs> oh, Did you God. see these, these yeah. monkeys got stolen from the Dallas zoo? Yeah, and this is after the place was overrun a couple weeks ago too, right? Yeah, I think all those like apes and chimpanzees were on the loose. They were they were shooting them from helicopters and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's what's going they on? Need, maybe maybe the Chinese are trying to help. They sent the spy balloon over to <laughs> yeah. you know trying to send it to the the uh, Dallas Zoo. I, we absolutely need Cody to do some investigating of this situation the hell's going on down there yeah well i did see the maybe my favorite part so they they made an arrest uh, really 20, yeah a 24 year old davion irvin was booked into dallas county jail and uh i thought you were gonna say <laughs> Kyrie irving no, no 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 he uh but get this he told investigators so he was able to enter the zoo several times evading security uh and was going to steal additional animals, according Jesus. to his affidavit. Yeah. Like, I he, feel like this is the kind of shit that would happen in Florida, not in Texas. It, well, yes, you're you're right about that. Um, but apparently he had first taken, was trying to remove from the zoo a clouded leopard, who they found, like, a couple hours later. He didn't get him out of, out of the zoo. Uh, but then got these monkeys. It just is... It's a wild story. Jesus, man. Yeah. Uh, the monkeys looked sick. They had like really cool facial hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. They kind of look like, like one sick, of DJ's like cool, dogs. Like not like sick, sick. Yeah. Just like they, very, like a whole lot of personality. Yeah, they know? look like Woogie. Yeah. Monkeys are like, sweet. Yeah. I don't trust them though. <laughs> yeah, trust they're them. silly. They're <laughs> curious and silly. Yeah. So, uh, oh, dude. Speaking of which. Uh, Gustav, our younger one, we had to put him in a big boy bed because he kept climbing out of his crib. Yeah. And, you know, and like, it's just, we had to like put a thing on his door so he can't get out and all that. And he's been getting up in the middle of the night, like every night it's, it's bad. Um, but, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it was because of Curious about monkeys? George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been reading Curious George with him and, uh. But yeah, man, it's been a oh, it's been a disaster. Like he just, you know, and then Freddie got bunk beds, so Gustav wants to sleep up top in the bunk beds. Yeah, Freddy, which is you know not good. That's how my nephews have been bunking it up here for a few years. Yeah, did you have bunk beds when you were growing up? No, you were probably too too long, too tall, too long. Well, yeah, and I didn't, you know, I had an older sister. I we had bunk beds in college though. We did. I that's right. I. Exactly right. I was going to say, I never had like a brother. I feel like bunk beds is kind of like a brotherly thing. Yeah. Forts forts and brothers. Did you and you Neil know? have bunk bunk bed? Uh, yeah, I had bunk beds. I don't think Neil... Maybe I passed them down to him. But yeah, I had bunk beds. Yeah. Huh. So. Um, you want to do some sports quick hitters here? Do you want to give a shout out to our friends at Whoop first? Yeah, let's thank our other sponsor. Good idea, TC. Um, Whoop, you guys know them. We are uh, we're we're happily sponsored by Whoop again. This episode is brought to you by Whoop, the official fitness wearable 
of the PGA Tour. And with the PGA Tour officially kicking off, it's not too long before most of us are booking simulator times or hitting the range, myself excluded. And while you dial in your golf game, make sure you're also thinking about your health and fitness this year as well. Whoop is a wearable health and fitness coach that specializes in tracking and improving your recovery, sleep, and activity. TC, it's one of my goals to do the marathon this year, and where I'm really trying to use the Whoop to help me, well, one, with like uh, recovery and making sure I'm getting enough sleep, but I'm running on the treadmill a lot because the weather's so cold here in Denver, and I'll pull up the Whoop app. And it's got my heart rate. And I'm trying to do like the the low heart rate training where yeah. like you just run really slow for really long yeah. and gradually build up like your cardiovascular strength. So Whoop's been great for that. And beyond that, they, they offer, you know, everything from personalized recommendations to sleep coaching. Uh, Whoop uses data to provide you with steps you need to take to maintain positive routines and build healthier habits. 87% of Whoop members say they feel healthier with Whoop. So go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code NLU to save 10% off your order. Yeah, I would just encourage everybody. Hopefully people have made some some goals for this year, and I think Whoop can really help you uh, if, if, if you're not familiar with it. So go check them out. What's your strain like when you when you go skiing? It's pretty big. Yeah. It'll it'll get up like I don't know, thirteen fourteen usually. Okay, and then like when when you come down from altitude, like when you go home, for instance, versus when you're like when you go back to Cincinnati versus when you're at home in Denver. What's yeah? Is there a difference? Just in usually, like everyday activities. I usually like my recoveries will go like bananas. Like I'm getting. It'll be up at like 97, 98%. I'll be like, I didn't really even try to go to sleep that early. I didn't, I, I think it's just the increased oxygen really helps the recovery. Huh. Okay. So, like when I go up to the mountains, even elevation, like, you know, Crescent Butte, Breckenridge, I always have not great recoveries those couple of days. Yeah. And then even coming back to Denver, it'll kind of, you know, jump up. I, th- I, I, th- I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I think because of, you know, increased oxygen. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I need to do a before and after with once I get this surgery done, my 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 functional rhinoplasty that I have coming up. It's uh Yeah. It's like like all right, like I can use my nose. Like how much better does my recovery get, you know? God, I, I that's gonna be so life changing. I'm really excited for you wait. to go through that. I'm trying to I'm trying to like figure out when to schedule it because I'm I'm going out of the country in March and April and I need like you know, three or four weeks of like recovery time. So I'm trying to get it mm-hmm. on the books here. Um, but yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah, sports quick hitters. Uh, <laughs> Brian Ferentz, this the t- Iowa this, OC. This tickled me, man. I didn't even realize he was he was the, the – like I try to just ignore Iowa football just in general. Kirk Ferentz, like he's had like seven or eight scandals now at this point where I guess his son when he played for the team was like he was – Living in Section Eight housing, but like, like it, like, like there was the Rabdo thing that they had for yeah. a while. Yeah, the, the strength coach that Urban hired away. Yeah. Um, just like you know, he just seems like such a like a low key bad guy. Kirk Ferentz does, uh, and yeah, he's 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 employing his his son Brian to be his offensive coordinator. Uh, 
I guess he's so bad that like the I'm not sure if the university is making them put him on a plan, um, where like they have to score more than 25 points a game this year, uh, and then if they do, I guess he gets he gets some sort of bonus. But if he doesn't, then like I think he gets fired. But there's no there's no like stipulation that I guess 25 percent of their touchdowns last year were scored by the defense or special teams. So oh, there's no stipulation God. that it's it's offensive points. It's just total points. <laughs> so he's just he's just cashing checks on the backs of the defense and special teams. Yeah, and then his dad, you know, his dad's locked up through like 2057. I know it's that's unbelievable. Horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh, Iowa football. Miami just lost a offensive lineman to Iowa. Transferred huh. up there. Is, Is Miami the Cowboys? getting getting, getting yeah. picked over? In, in, in the portal is like if there's anybody promising I mean I'm sure it's like they're getting guys that that didn't get a starting gig at d1 spots looking for something but is they, is there kind of a yeah. like a mass exodus of good guys as well not a mass exodus but they've they're losing guys here and there each yeah. year uh the the biggest loss last year well before last football season was uh Ivan pace jr who okay. Transferred to UC, linebacker That's That's was tough. an All Mac linebacker, and then was an All American linebacker at UC, and is in the draft. I think I think he's going to be you know either a late day two, early day three pick, you know, kind of that middle round yeah. range. Um, yeah, that one hurt a lot. They've lost a couple of linemen, a couple defensive ends. Um, Brett Gabbert was in the transfer portal the quarterback but decided to come back so i'd be fine if i'd be fine if he bounced I, i'm kind of ready for a new era and i and i i was gonna add you know miami's picked up some p5 guys that have that have helped but yeah usually you know you're losing dynamic players and trying to replace them with just like guys who solid depth can be solid but yeah, yeah. aren't obviously aren't setting the world on fire yeah uh, um no, I was going to say your guy Brian Schottenheimer hired hired by the Cowboys. Yeah, it's like nepotism week or something. Uh, you know, we got Ian Eagle's son getting the Notre Dame, uh, or, the, or I guess the, the 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 him and Blackledge are on the NBC call now on Saturday nights for. I guess NBC's putting together a Saturday night college football package. We got Brian Schottenheimer taking over the offensive coordinator. Responsibilities there in Dallas. I guess McCarthy's going to call the plays, but you know Schottenheimer. Like I, I know Sturm's thrilled about that one. Noted, noted Cowboys fan Sturm. He's a honk. He's a Cowboys honk. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Texas, how about how about Kyrie? Any reaction there? Oh my God, I, it just is the best. <laughs> I, I mean, I, TC, I got to give you full credit. You've been on the Kyrie sucks block for. Longer than anybody a I know. Decade, yeah. Yes, uh, I got to give you full props for that. Uh, yeah, Kyrie's a loser. Like he is a loser. He uh, he has worn out his welcome in three places now. The whole Nets thing was an unmitigated disaster. Uh, I, I just, part of me, I can't. I mean, I, I I understand the Mavs are a little bit desperate. They need. Why didn't they just re-sign Jalen Brunson last year? Exactly. Yeah, they they botched that. Um, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, 
what fool me three times like if if Kyrie kind of ruins this this Dallas situation like the Mavs fully deserve whatever they get and if if he plays well and they do well like then they have to sign him to like a max deal and be tied to this malcontent dipshit like moron for yeah for like the next five years it's like a lose-lose it's incredible the cubes what are you doing dude it's so strange. I don't understand it. You know, they've they've they got worse defensively. I think offensively they were already a a good offense. So the I mean Kyrie is a gifted one-on-one player. I it's just going to be like it feels like it's going to be taking turns. You know, Luka you pound the ball and do something this possession yeah. and then Kyrie next possession. I just can't imagine playing with those two guys. I mean, I'm just going to run down and stand in the corner and, you know, maybe I'll touch it every now and again. Oh, I, I hate that. I hate that style of basketball. I'm so glad these guys are together. I can't wait to see it. I do think I love seeing Joe Sy, the, the uh, Nets owner, who seems like a piece of shit, uh, get, get just bodied by all these malcontents. I'm sure, I'm sure KD's probably going to ask for a trade here soon. KD uh, signed. I know. But remember, he already like kind of asked for a trade earlier. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's great. It's in beautiful. positive news, light the beam, Randy. I saw your Kings won last night. Third in the West, TC. Third in the West. They, they. I mean, I'm biased, of course. I think they play a really exciting brand of basketball. They share it. They move a ton. Sabonis is just a a point forward a playmaker it's it's awesome i'm i'm having a ton of fun watching them i I gotta get to a game this year a home game for sacramento hey did you see aj green retired i did randy your boy i did i uh i wanted to get comment from you just on how great receiver one of the best yeah generational talent i think he's probably a borderline hall of famer I don't know if he's a shoe-in. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised, I think, especially with the way receiving numbers are going. I, I think he's yeah. going to get kind of forgotten about. Uh, you know, I worry about – I think he – did he get okay with losing in Cincinnati? He certainly never won big. I mean, he was on a lot of playoff teams, never won a playoff game. Had Andy Dalton at his, as his quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I just – you know, I feel bad tough. that he had Dalton, but – it, it is funny to me, too, that it seems like Steve Keim kind of sold some of these guys a bill of goods and said, hey, come to come to Arizona and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, here at the tail end of your career and, like, see it blow up in, you know, J.J. Watt's face and A.J. Green just play, like, what, probably three, what, three? Three kind of anonymous years there now? Uh, yeah, he's really been a shell of himself since – I remember a hamstring injury, but it was really the, the ankle problem that – he just has never been the same since yeah. it's cool. messing up I mean, his ankle. Listen, I respect the guy. He's always been a little bit skinny, a little bit nebbish for my taste. Um, he's no he's no Juan Smith, you know? <laughs> uh, sure, sure. I, I Yeah. I think had you switched AJ and Juan, put AJ in Atlanta his whole career, I think their numbers would be switched. I, I don't I don't think their their career stats would be noticeably yeah. different. Uh, we can agree to disagree there. I think <laughs> I think Juan was a more more complete receiver, more physical. 
AJ, he, I he's think certainly more stacked, physical. Yeah. Certainly more physical. And I think AJ stacked up some, you know, a lot of yards in some patty cake games and then disappeared in some of the big games too. Whereas like Juan, Juan played up in the big games. I think Devonta Smith is a lot like AJ Green. Yes, very much so. And I like both guys. I don't know. Maybe I just have a thing for skinny, nebbish receivers. Excellent body control. Great hands. Yeah. I agree. Um, uh, all right. What other sports takes? Uh, let's see here. Real quick. We got uh, Mr. Unlimited. He's got his performance team. Uh, I guess they're not. Sean Payton is not allowing them uh, to access the facility, which, you know, that read like, you know, the the adults are home. The parents are home. <laughs> Playtime's over, Russ. We're, we're going to be a serious franchise next year. Uh, Frank Reich, I thought awesome hire. Buying some groceries. Uh, bringing in uh, Aviro from the, from the Broncos. He's D coordinator. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, I think you said it the other day in our text thread that <laughs> the NFC South might be radioactive next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> It could be the worst division easily in football. But, like, what a great opportunity for Reich, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, who's going to be the quarterback in Carolina? Darnold? TBD. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Darnold. Maybe maybe they draft somebody. Maybe they bring in Carr. I don't know. There are some – you're right. There are some guys. There's definitely some quarterback dominoes that need to fall. But right now you're looking at, what, Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, Sam Darnold, and either Jameis or Andy Dalton for the Saints? Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling on the Ritter front. Like, from what I saw from him this year, like, nah, like I'm, I'm good. And I didn't want – yeah. I mean, I've watching him for four years at UC a few times. It was just like, yeah, he's a fine college quarterback. I, I don't see the pro potential. Yeah, I'm with you. Could be a good backup. Um, Could be a good guy to have around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? We got God. The WNBA super teams are coming together. Um, you know, everybody's talking about the Aces. Um, and then elsewhere in women's basketball, Duke, Duke and FSU play with the wrong ball for an entire half. Yeah, that was a that was that's a, tough. A, yeah, that's a funny story. I just can't believe that the women didn't notice right away. Anytime I've shot with a women's ball, which is, I believe, a 28 and a half. Maybe it's a yeah. 27 and a half. I think it's 28 and a half. And then the men's is 29 and a half. It feels really off to me. Uh, yeah, I can't believe they would play a whole half, right? Wasn't it they played a whole half and then noticed at halftime? Yeah. It's just, and then Carol Lawson, I guess the Duke coach, she was complaining about it. And I'm like, yeah, like it, you know, that sucks. But also like, it's also kind of a red flag that like nobody in your team noticed either. Yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like their shooting percentages were all off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's so, something different here. That's tough. So, anyway, that's all the sports stuff I got. All right. Um, well, a few more just monitoring non-sports stories and, and then we'll, we'll call it a show. Um. Beyonce, it sounded like a chase by a camel after a concert in Dubai. Interesting. 
Yeah, that's, that's certainly interesting. I I just like I I just don't like Beyonce's music. I just don't think it's very good. I, I honestly couldn't tell you that many of her songs. I'm a I'm a much bigger Rihanna fan than I am Beyonce. Totally, and like Destiny's Child was fire. Yeah, you know, but like her stuff, I just feel like she she just I don't know Jay Z and Beyonce just have all this money and they just pay songwriters to write stuff for her. like I I don't know and it's just not it's not even catchy. So. Some people might argue with that. Uh, TC, this was a story you found. There, the Single Peak Mine in Montana. This was a New York Times yeah. article uh, a week or two ago. Yeah, the headline, a faked kidnapping and cocaine. A Montana mine's descent into chaos. <laughs> the Signal Peak Mine was embroidered in a web of criminal activity. Now environmental groups shut it, want, want to shut it down. Uh, that just hits so many different different levels for me um yeah like it, it's like something almost out of like you know like yellowstone and the sopranos uh, yeah and like that 30 for 30 on the 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 hockey team that the trashers up in connecticut the danbury trashers and people you know getting interviewed in prison all this stuff we got some renewable energy uh you know, angles in here. You got the some cattle ranchers. It's spectacular. I would highly, highly recommend people reading it. Love it. Love it. Um, TC, we got robo taxis just going ham in San Francisco. This sounds, again, like one of the most San Francisco things ever. Yeah, they're, they're clogging up the streets, big. Oh, my God. I cannot imagine being stuck behind a dysfunctional robo taxi. You want to talk about just things that would make me lose the will to live? Ugh. What do you do? Like, there's nobody to talk to. You can't... I, I, exactly. And why? Why Why do we need robo-taxis? What, like, why? I, uh, I don't know. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's... Yeah, David Zipper had the, uh, had the thread. You can find him at David Zipper. Just great thread there. Yeah. He's, so. he's like, yeah, California might need some regulation on these taxis. Uh, TC, this was a horrific story. <laughs> a guy in London. Sorry, I, I know, I know. Now. It's really not funny. A guy in London was crushed to death by a telescopic urinal. And I had, I was like, what the hell is a telescopic urinal? It, it, these are actually fascinating. Like, take, yeah, yeah. take away, yeah, take away yeah. the robo-taxis. And give me more telescopic urinals. I guess these these pop out of the ground, straight out of the street. Uh, so when they when they anticipate like high traffic in certain downtown areas, they can raise these urinals out of the street. And um, it's a hidden pooper. Exactly. And then they just lower them down. Well, I guess. So it's just a urinal, or can you poop in it too? I I imagined it was like a. An enclosed the whole space. Bathroom? Yeah. It's like a porta potty. I gotta think it's a toilet. I gotta think you can do whatever business you need to do in there. And this guy, I guess, was in the chamber, right? The the urinal was raised and he had gotten into the chamber to do some work underneath it. And then the thing lowered and literally just crushed him to death. They, oh my god, that sounds horrific. So it's truly like telescoping. Like it it like collapses in on itself to the point of 
it's not like it just goes eight feet underground. Like it goes three feet underground because it just keeps yeah telescoping in on itself. That's wild. It's like uh, you've seen the roads where they can like raise uh, like columns out of the road to kind of block yeah, off roads. That's exactly. how I picture it, right? There's this, this is urinal that raises up. Wild. If anybody's in London and can provide us more details, please. This that's the best way to use the listener line. I'm fascinated by these things, but obviously T's and P's to this guy's family. It sounds horrific. Also, T's and P's, uh, hundred thousand uh, chickens, I think, or hens, killed in a big, big fire up in Connecticut, uh, in in Basra, Connecticut. Not to be confused with Basra, uh, Iraq. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just tough, tough there, especially you know with the egg where we're shortage. at right now with with the whole egg shortage. I know you, you know, you're probably pleased with it. Why would? Um, oh yeah, just because you hate eggs. <laughs> yeah, less deviled <laughs> eggs, less. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait a second, why am I pleased with it? Uh, well, speaking of, I guess, Middle Eastern-named cities in America, East Palestine, Ohio, yeah. big train derailment. Um, Do you see that, That uh, I guess they, well, there was all the chemicals, and they yeah. like they did like a controlled burn yesterday? Yeah. It's, they've, they, it's wild. Yeah, they've done uh, mandatory evacuation. Um. Yeah, East Palestine is kind of northeast, very northeast Ohio. It's kind of actually f- closer to Pittsburgh area. Um, but yeah, not good. N- East Palestine. Not good situation there. Um, I'll tell you who's from Palestine. Palestine, Texas. Uh, Adrian Peterson. Hmm. He's from a, another another U.S.-based Palestine. So. You put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Big, you got a big, big kick out of this this Seattle burglary. Yeah, very weird. This guy. <laughs> the, yeah, so a woman returned to her home. This was a couple weeks ago. Um, she find she found a, a window smashed and an unknown man inside the house. So she stayed outside. She called the police. The police came, and they found the guy fully clothed sitting in a bathtub full of water and they don't know he he refused to come clean about his intentions uh they don't know what he was doing i assume he was probably tweaking on something but if not just a very bizarre very bizarre home break in yeah i think seattle and portland like it's time for them like add them to the list with california they need to get their shit together a little bit you know for listen, for sure. It's tough. Uh, I think that goes for anywhere, though. You know, any any city can do some stuff yeah. to get their shit together. For sure, for sure. But they're they're like places that were pretty utopian. You know, Portland especially back in the nineties. Yeah. Now it's it's devolved into like this weird junction of just crazy shit. Uh, speaking of junction of crazy shit, your boy Jim Justice potentially running for a Senate seat in yeah, West Virginia. Like, what, would this be mansion seat? Yeah. That's a showdown yeah. waiting to happen. Is Manchin still living on that houseboat? Couldn't tell you. In D.C.? Is Jim Justice the one who coached the girls' basketball team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, they made a meal out of that, out of <laughs> those old Greenbrier events, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. God, you know what? Jim Justice, I mean, I'm always entertained by the guy. He always brings it, whether it was the free cash giveaways 
the Greenbrier, you know, him, him allegedly not paying his bills. Yeah. Uh, there's some great stories floating around here in Ponte Vedra Beach of poor people that worked on that event. <laughs> great stuff. Oh, be home to live this year. Uh, uh, he's got to he's got to be laundering so much money through the Greenbrier. Remember when he was just handing out cash for uh, what was it? Yeah, for the hole in one. The hole in one. Yeah, the hole in one. And but he like, I don't think he got an insurance policy on it, but then he used it like for a big tax write off or something. I don't know. It was the whole thing was. A circus, yeah, in the best way. Again, if anybody wants to educate, educate us on that, please, please feel free. Uh, this next story, I guarantee you, everybody knows this person, and hardly anybody knew his name. R.I.P. to Harry Whittington, T.C. This was the dude who got shot by Dick Cheney when when Dick was vice president. Yeah, real Dick Cheney, not 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 Tyrese Halliburton. Right, right, exactly. Um, this was the hunting mishap. Anyway, this Harry Whittington guy, he was a lawyer, Texas attorney. He passed away at the age of 95. A life well lived. Yes. Hopefully Dick took care of him. <laughs> and actually, he he apologized to Cheney. That's I, I was going to say. After. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like the TC way. Like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to shoot you, but I'm going to have you <laughs> apologize to me for being in the yeah. way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll stay in Texas. I just saw Governor Greg Abbott wants to begin proceedings to ban TikTok in the state. You this, know what? This is a very interesting story. I think it is. Yeah. And yeah, everybody's all up in arms about the, the, the Chinese spy balloon while they download TikTok and probably the, the face swap app and a bunch of other apps that you have on your phone. And it's like, if you've watched House of Cards, you know that, you know, there's all sorts of nefarious shit that you can do on people's phone once they give you the front door through an app, you know? Exactly. Interesting that a state is spearheading this. I'll be very curious how this goes, what the reaction is. I know the youths will be pissed off, um, but I think, you know, I we certainly have not heard the last of trying to get rid of TikTok. You should get on Be Real, Randy. I didn't know that was a thing until yesterday when the PGA Tour posted Justin Rose's Be Real screenshot. And yeah. What's the deal? Like, it, it basically takes a selfie. No, it alerts you. You don't... I, I, my understanding is it's an app, right? It's an app. It's a, a social app. And you get... I don't know if it's one or two notifications per day. And you're supposed to take a selfie, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, you have like, okay. I don't know, five, ten minutes to take a selfie once you get this like notification. And then you're supposed to flip the camera around and take a picture, I guess, of like what you're looking at, right? So it's like two pictures. One is a selfie of you and one is like facing out from wherever you are. Yeah. And then you like share it with friends. I don't know. And people can like see it. It sounds so mind-numbingly stupid, but which yeah, like that. I don't I'm know. It seems like, like Justin a Rose kind of girl, like you know, the, the tour kind of defeated the purpose of it, right? It's supposed yeah. to be like, all right, be real, and like they staged this be real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. I knew a couple people that were on it, and from what I could gather, there was a lot of staging going on. Big big thing today: the Stratechery news uh, newsletter. Walk me through it all. The, uh, you know, YouTube, they're going big into shorts, man. 
Mm. Like YouTube's, I think there's, I think Google's about to start ramping up YouTube in a big way between the NFL Sunday ticket stuff and just yeah. trying to make it kind of a hub of like all the video content in your life and, you know, over the top channels and, and, you know, almost it's like they're, they're going to try to bundle stuff up. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think now's the time TC, but at some point we got to have a national conversation about streaming and yeah, essentially every channel turning into a streaming channel stupid which then you have to buy like i'm ready to go back to cable and then you gotta you gotta remember a password and then yeah meanwhile like at&t and comcast and everybody are just jacking up everybody's broadband or you know fiber or whatever you have like they're jacking that up to the point of like where just like cool can, can we just go back to where we were exactly um yeah no i i saw i saw the cock Peacock lost $974 million in, just in Q4 last year. God, that's tough to do. What was the, the CNN Plus? Wasn't it like it was active for like a month or two? <laughs> yeah. And then they yeah, shuttered it? Zaslav just, just yeah. put a bullet in it. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, our guy Stanley Tucci. That's Season where, three of his show got, exactly. got nuked. Yeah, so he's, he's looking for somebody else to pick it up. So It's a great show. Great but show. he's determined to make season three happen. So, you know, if you're a producer or an executive producer or a media investor out there and you're listening, throw Stanley Tucci some cash. TC, did you see they found the radioactive capsule in Australia? It, did. it was just like on a random, like the side of the roadway? Yeah. Yeah. On some island, I think. Is it an island? Oh, I didn't miss that part. So, I, I mean, I'm assuming they like, they, they could just do like a, like a Geiger counter or something, right? Just... I, um, or is it is it just radioactive in this little area where like if it was in your pocket you'd die, but if it's a mile down the street, that's a good question. I I don't know the answers to these things. Radioactivity is fucking crazy, man. Yes, yes. Maybe it wasn't on an island. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was like I was pretending like it was in the outback or something, just because, you know the. Uh, no, it was yeah, it was it was in Western Australia. It was cesium or casium one thirty seven. Okay. Um I'm seeing it's got a half life of about thirty years. It was in uh yeah, it was going from the mine to the northeast suburbs of Perth. Hmm. And uh yeah. So the search route is huge. It was roughly the equivalent of the distance by road from John O'Groats in Scotland to Land's End in Cornwall, which means nothing to me, or Washington, D.C. to Orlando. Wow. So this is according to the BBC, which, Randy, I was quoted in the BBC this week, too. U.S.-based, what what'd they say, U.S.-based, what, golf journalist or golf commentator? Yeah, U.S.-based journalist, T.C. God, they glossed you with the... Called it a patio, a DIY patio. The big, the big J. God, that, that whole story just tickled me this week. It was the best. It was the absolute best. Talking about the, the uh, Swoken Bridge, of course, which they're, they they dug up this morning. It was kind of like the Great. balloon. It was like the golf equivalent of the spy balloon story a little bit. Yeah. Just perfect mix, perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Uh, most measured man in, in uh, human history. You sent this one over. Uh, yeah, I found this just interesting. It was actually a Vice yeah. article. Let's see what day it was dated. January 30th. And the, the title is The Most Measured Man in Human History. The, the subtitle, Tech CEO, of course it's a tech CEO, Brian Johnson is hell-bent on discovering the fountain of youth, no matter how much money it costs. P- 
pain he endures or skepticism you have. I am, he says, what I always long to become. And it's just this, it's, it's long. It's this long profile. People can read it. Uh, just wanted to call attention to it. Lots of good nuggets in there. So he's like a tech, he, he started Braintree, which I guess purchased Venmo. And then they were bought by PayPal for $800 million. And he's just got too much, too much money and time on his hand, really. Yeah, God, that's weird, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. TC, this weather in New Hampshire absolutely flabbergasted me. Yeah, Mount Washington, uh, Bretton Woods up there. Uh, there's that weather station up there on top of Mount Washington. I I had no idea. Really? Oh, it's sick. Yeah, the uh Well, I guess I had no idea that that uh Mount Washington was capable of getting this cold. Yeah, it's like this weird it's in this weird like microclimate up there that it just like a lot of the coldest temperatures on earth have been recorded there. Like I mean, last weekend it was like 100 plus mile an hour winds up there. Yeah. Coldest wind chill ever recorded on earth. Now, granted, that's not, you know, that's not to say like there's not colder places, but just they're not recording it in those places. Negative 108 degrees Fahrenheit was the wind chill. I mean, it's just hard to, it's hard to comprehend. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Which, you know. Uh, yeah. I never would have guessed that was going on in New Hampshire. What's the coldest, what's the coldest like you've ever been? Or like, what's the coldest climate you've ever been in? Or, or weather you've ever been in? Not, not climate. Mm, don't know. I get just your typical... Um, you know, Denver, we've had like minus five to minus 10 degree weather here, I guess. Yeah. I, but nothing like beyond that. I, I haven't been in like extreme cold. Yeah. I would say, I'm trying to think, there was one ski trip we took where we went on, uh, we went on, uh, I think we were at the canyons in Utah. It was like it was like minus two or minus three, but it was really windy too. Yeah, that was just like the raw temperature. But it it snowed like tw- it was it was actually the day of the um, the day after the the Tuck game, yeah, the Tuck rule game, and the Raiders uh, Patriots game, mm-hmm. and it had snowed like twenty inches. So we're like, all right, like we gotta go snowboarding and skiing out there in it. But man, it was like every fifteen minutes you had to like go in and warm up it was crazy so i take that back you know the the you know the the worst cold i've been in and you were there with me in florida <laughs> no i was gonna say the the san francisco giants game we went to oh, last june <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that, would, that, would, that pissed me off too where it was like there's like nobody within like 20 feet of us and the lady kept telling me to put my mask back on <laughs> Yeah, or maybe that was two Junes. I guess that was two Junes ago. Yeah, we were, we were yeah, because it was we were out there for the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, yeah, the Olympic media day at Olympic. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what it was. God, I've never, yeah. I've just never felt so there cold was, to my core. There was a Valentine's Day in in Boston when we lived there too, where like it was it was like zero, but it was blowing like 30, 35 miles an hour, and it was we were like walking to dinner. I don't think I've ever been that cold in my life. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? No, I take the, I, the worst I ever had was we went camping one time on like New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. My buddies and I in high school, we just like didn't read the forecast right. 
we <laughs> we built a fire. We were trying to boil water, and the water froze Ooh. while it was on top of the oh, fire. Oh, God. <laughs> it was awful. So That's what high school's for, just making the most <laughs> stupid mistakes like that. Like, what yeah. were we thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very fair. Last thing I had, I just, I had to tie the loop on this. It came out in, I don't know if it was a trial or, or something that Waffle House has a fleet of airplanes. Like, people are shocked by this. Like, Waffle House is like a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. Like, a, a couple thousand locations. Like, oh, this of was, course they this have. This was the YSL, the, the juror. <laughs> oh, yeah, the juror. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's why we were yeah. bringing this up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the judge even said, "Like this is fascinating." He's like, "No, it's this isn't. Like yeah. it's like like they probably have a couple prop planes. They probably have a couple jets, right? You know, it is what it is. Yeah, they got a huge footprint. Yeah. Well, TC, hell of a show, my man. Um, like I said, next week, everybody enjoy Neil and and Cody in the booth, and TC, you and I will be back in a couple weeks, but." Hope the Super Bowl party's good this weekend. I, I actually hope to not see a second of the game. We'll be skiing, uh, ideally. But until next time, my man. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who